intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. As I know, it's I've been away for a while. It's been summer break, so now I'm back. Full season going forward, and I'm going to talk about the Avengers and a lot of Marvel news moving forward. And my guest today, he is my man who I call Young City, even though he hates that name. He is Mr. Nerd Soul, Mr. Michael Young. Mike, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, what's up? <laughs> you know... Actually, the city is cool. <laughs> now, Skype, I do hate that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you for having me through. Everybody can check out Nerd Soul. One word, N E I D S O U L. Just search it up on Google, YouTube, whatever. You will find me there. I know, and you know, we were speaking off the air. I wasn't even recording, but dude, man, you've been blowing up since we started way back years ago, man. When we did like our Ant Man review and stuff like that, you know, from um, chopping it up, geek, now to nerd soul. Like you've been making moves, special guest spots on Collider, Jedi Council, man. Like, dude, you're blowing up, man. I really, uh, I am in my third year doing this, so I'm trying to do a lot to expand what Nerd Soul is, what it means to me, what it means to the viewers, uh, doing a lot more live stuff, uh, and covering everything that I think is cool that I personally can as a one-man band for right now. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's hard, too, because it's like, you know, watching a lot of content, getting it out there for the people, and there's a lot of shows out there, like, there's so many hours in the day that I can keep up with shows and keep track and, you know, do episode reviews about stuff, so it's like, it's kind of hard for me, personally, following that episode format of, like, movie reviews, TV show reviews, man, how do you keep keep up and have a personal life at the same time? You just kind of take it as it comes. <laughs> like, it's, like, I got a newborn, so it's like, it's tough with that, but just like watching stuff when you can, recording when you can. Um, like, I have a daily show that I put out, then I do like live stuff, but it is, I mean, there's a lot of shows that I don't cover just because I don't have the time. Like, um, I watched the first episode of like, uh, like Krypton, I thought that was pretty cool, at least the first episode, mm. but I haven't watched anything since just because, you know, it's crazy busy. And I'm covering, like, Power because I really love Power. Mm. But, uh, you know, like other shows like Reverie or something like that, that I think are dope, but mm. I just really can't cover them. Or um, Into the Badlands, you know, stuff like that that I don't even touch on that I think are dope. Or, you know, even movies where I'm like, I see this movie... You know, that's kind of a little bit older, but I want to cover it, but it's just, time is just very limited. Yeah, I know, like, my time, on the other hand, my time is, like, really, you know, with personal time, family time, work time, it's just, like, it's hard to get anything down, and then I've just been pretty much enjoying the summer and not having to be stressed about interviews and, and shows, but I'm trying to get back on the habit now again and going back on and, you know, getting on the routine, but it's like getting back on the bike again. Once you're on, like, there's no stopping, so, like, I, you know, I, I definitely totally get it, but on your other hand, man, like, you're doing everything, dude. It's just, like, how do you keep track of everything and how do you like stay maintained after buzz tv this and going to you know premieres and whatnot like how do you stay afloat uh google calendar (laughs) that's that's probably the best thing i can say google Google calendar Calendar or whatever calendar app you use just continue to check it and don't just check it for that day like check it for the week be like all right what am i doing make sure you're not late for something but yeah that's i do a lot of that like Google Calendar for like live stuff or you know whatever it is, yeah, a whole lot of that. Uh. <laughs> like Google Calendar, like crazy. Um, <laughs> so so that's how you keep track of everything. Google Calendar. I gotta I gotta get into that, man. I gotta get into that. Yeah, like uh, shows or like any interviews I have lined up. Like this Saturday is stacked for me because I'm finishing a new, you know, a new project that I have coming that. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with, but it's like Saturday is that because I have my regular Nerd Soul podcast with uh, Alexis Torres and uh, Mark B. Donica. They're both dope. Um, so, you know, check them out. Um, but 
then I have some interviews for another project that I'm doing. So I'm like, I'm I'm trying to fill up all the time that I can to get as much done as possible. Yeah, yeah, man. And speaking of that, you got to send me some merch. Send me some nerd soul merch, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah uh, <laughs> I your, a t-shirt, maybe a onesie for the kids. <laughs> I put you on the spot there. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, um, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Now, but today, um, I got you on the show with me today because I definitely want to talk about the whole Marvel scope, this all news today is going to be a lot of, about Marvel news, a lot of stuff that's going on in Marvel, but definitely want to talk to you about Avengers. I haven't talked to really anybody lately, you know, nothing recorded wise, like personal wise. I talked to a lot of people about it, but you know, I want to get your insight on the um, Avengers Infinity War. Um, the DVD Blu-ray should be coming out soon. Um, what's your, how, what was your opinion of the movie? 10 years culmination of all the movies combined together is a big 10 10 year story arc um well well, give me your overall thoughts on avengers um avengers is a five-star movie for me and because it's not just a movie avengers infinity war was literally the payoff for 10 years of Mm storylines and they could have blown it in such a spectacular fashion Mm -hmm. but they didn't you know what I'm saying? They like yeah. they came through and put it together in a way where I was I was very surprised. Even someone who like was never like in the comics, I was never really big on Thanos. I never really thought he was like super amazing. But mm-hmm. in the movies, they really turned me around to like this guy is not only a threat, but this guy is he's a fully realized character. He isn't just like a mustache twirling person. Like this guy is a fully realized villain that has thoughts, ideas, friendships, you know, hardships, all of that. Um, but you take that and you add it with the different interpersonal relationships between like Tony and Doctor Strange, or you know, Thor and the Guardians, and man, like Black Panther. Even though I will say they tried to sell this joint like it was Black Panther too, and no good well it was only. In- Wakanda for like five minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. But just like it, they could have blown it so many ways and they nailed it. And that's why I get like the degree of difficulty after 10 years of story is just so high, but they killed it. So I got to give them the props. Yeah, like to me, seeing the movie, it was just like I had goosebumps, and I was just like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna see Avengers!" Oh shit, you know, like I was just so excited about this movie, like the culmination and everything. Especially watching Thor Ragnarok, I really, really like Thor Ragnarok a lot, and like that whole setup right there, like you know, you see Thanos' ship approaching, and you know, the movie continues from there, and just seeing how bad fucking ass Thanos was just him walking on that ship just taking names breaking necks and cashing checks you know just seeing how badass he was was just awesome to see and you know how they say um you don't want to know too much backstory about the villain because it kind of humanizes him so you don't really want to know like that's what people love about the Joker mysterious about it because he doesn't have really a backstory but seeing the backstory of Thanos sort of kind of humanizes him and then it's like you know, like, I think, you know, knowing his backstory and why he's doing what he's doing just made it even more of how awesome, like, he was as a character. And him just, like, going through the Avengers like like nobody's business. And him punking out the Hulk, that was the highlight. I was like, oh, shit, if he could do that to the Hulk, yeah, that was, what's that next? That was definitely, that, that came out of nowhere. Yep. Like, and, and I think, I, I can't remember, I want to say... I think this was the exact phrasing, but uh, on Twitter I was like, uh, hashtag Hulk me karate classes. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> like, cause Thanos was like, you know what, you're real strong, but let me show you what, <laughs> let me show you a little something about technique. Yeah. Like, <laughs> homie hit him with the technique, and yo, man, I was, from that moment we all knew it was about to get really real. Yep. Yeah, that was so true. Like, just that, that was like, what, like five minutes, two minutes into the movie? It was just like early on. 
that happened. And then, you know, going down to Earth, seeing Tony and Pepper walking in Central Park, and then, like, you know, like, it's funny, because, like, when you watch it, you you would think it's an Iron Man movie, but then, you know, seeing it in space, you think it's a, it's a Thor sequel, it's like, I don't know, like, the um, um, the Russo brothers made the palette colors and, and just the nuances of the characters, like, everything was, like, spot on, it was, like, all the movies, you know, like, we've already seen crossover movies with Civil War, but it was just, like, it was a perfect blend, like, they blended everybody perfectly together, and, like, the matchups of everybody, like, Stark meeting Strange was awesome, you know, and, um... Um, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, you know, meeting each other again, and Bruce Banner warning Tony about, you know, Thanos coming in and stuff, and, you know, it was, and it, it was drama, too, because besides, like, the comic book stuff, Tony had the phone, but he didn't want to call Steve, because he's still pissed about what happened, so it's like, every, every, huh? And actually, when it comes to stuff like that, I don't even think Tony was really still pissed about it, but you know how it is sometimes, you got pride. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. You're not even mad no more, but you're like, I'm not calling him. He's he's gonna call me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're not even really mad anymore, but it's just like the point that you want to make that he has to call you or whatever. You know yeah, what yeah. I can see that, but I don't know. I, I I just still think he's still pissed because Steve knew about you know freaking Bucky killing his mom and dad. So you know what I'm saying? I think I think he still has like a resentment towards that. But you know, I can see your point of view. Like I can see like, oh, I'm, I I don't need to call him. He should be calling me because you know I did this yada yada yada. But I think the ice was broken when Steve sent him the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, you know, I'm giving you the phone. If you need me, give me a call. You know what I'm saying? So like, he could have called him. Before Thanos came back, but he never did. And then, you know, Bruce was like, get cap, you know? And then he just looked at the phone like, I ain't trying to call this nigga. I ain't calling him at all, you know? Like, <laughs> like the, uh, the one thing that I really dug about having Tony and um, Star-Lord and Doctor Strange together is when you have, because in their separate movies, you're kind of like, oh, this is just Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, you know, and... To a certain degree, they are the same character, but when you see them together, you see that they are the same character, but variation. Yeah. Like, you see, it's like, yeah, they're all, all three of them are the narcissistic sort of, like, extra machismo guys, but there's varying levels of maturity mm-hmm. inside of them. Like, you know, you got, <laughs> you got Star-Lord, who is super immature. You know what I'm saying? And then you got Tony, who's like, sort of mature. He's starting to kind of like get to the point where, yeah, I want to marry Pepper. I want to settle down. But he's still, you know, he's still kind of got his douchey ways. Yeah. And then you have Doctor Strange, who is the wisest of all of them, but still has his, like, I'm more important than everybody kind of vibe about him. Yeah. It just yeah, I know it's just it's just kinda weird because it seems like every Iron Man movie, like Tony's maturing for each movie and then like in Civil War he was maturing. Here he seems like he's always maturing, you know, in a way. Like it's not like I don't know, I, I guess it's like sort of like real life because even in your thirties and your forties and your fifties, you're always maturing. Like you're not gonna be the same person you are when you're thirty years old to the person you are when you're forty years old or when you're thirty five years old. You know, you're maturing each time. So in a way it's kinda like realistic in that aspect, him being a rich guy and you know, having pepper and happy and um you know, having his you know, having his friends close and holding grudges and stuff is like, you know, he's he's still he's still he's still a person, you know? And people have grudges with each other and they don't talk to each other. Even if they want to call that person, they don't call that person. So yeah, you know, it's kinda of realistic in that way. Definitely, definitely. Um oh, I did want to throw out one thing that I've been thinking about for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When it comes to when it comes to Peter Parker Mm-hmm. Imagine this, and this is if you know this is if Aunt May is still alive. Like, imagine how worried she has to be. Like, think of this: your nephew goes out on a school trip, aliens show up, and you can't get a hold of him. Yep. Like, imagine it. she's probably been calling his cell phone, you know, for hours, yeah. for days, or whatever now. Yeah. And all you know is you went on a field trip to New York. You know, I mean, or to the city, because they already live in New York, but, you know, he went to a field trip to the city, an uh, alien spaceship showed up, and he disappeared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And none of the kids know where he's at, because, of course, he slipped out, 
So none of the kids know anything. Nobody knows nothing. They can't find her. Like, she's got to be extremely, like, bugged out and, like, just frazzled because it's like, I don't know where he is. I'm not hearing anything. Is he dead? Is he, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's, I, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I never really thought of it that way because even, who knows, like, she could probably not be here as well either, you know what I'm saying? Because especially after what happens towards the end of the movie, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot there's a lot going on, like you said, with the, with Spider-Man coming out and, and you know, everybody getting up together and joining up against the, the children of Thanos. And to me, I think the New York battle was, like, probably one of the highlights of the movie, man. Like, you know... Tony Stark and um, Banner, who couldn't even turn to the Hulk, and you know, like the st- the the standoff. I thought that was really, really cool. That was like early on in the movie, man. Um, what you thought about that scene, man? Just another example of why, like, Marvel is winning, man. The Russo brothers really have a great handle on action, on the characters, on how to pace that action, like. This whole movie, on top of like the New York scene, this whole movie is like one long action scene, but it never, it never dips into the kind of like '90s action movie trope where it's like, oh, this is just mindless action, and there's no real emotional weight. Like in New York, you have this big deal with Tony. He's like, yo, I'm telling Pepper again that I have to leave again. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at her face, and you know, but then. You also have Banner, like, yo, Thanos is coming. And, like, I know this dude is real because he just whooped the Hulk. And the Hulk don't want to come out no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Dr. Strange, he knows things are serious. And then the power of Ebony Maw, like, this whole, it's just extremely, like, it's it's like, it's about to get really real. Like, Like, the whole New York sequence. You know, when Spider-Man comes in and when he's like dodging and dipping through the things that Ebony Ma is throwing, it's, man, it's, it's crazy. And it's, it's just a level of dopeness that you never expected to see. Even with the trailer, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. But you had no idea, you know, it would be this great. Like, this is one of those movies where when it comes to like cinema sins, I expect them to take off probably about five or six of them just because. Yeah, I know. Like it was just so like freaking epic, man. Like the battles and everything. And um, what I think what 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 to me stand out about it too is like you know this was the second time you know you're pretty much well the third time I would say you're pretty much seeing Doctor Strange and seeing his interactions with everybody. And you know this is this this movie is like high stakes. This I think this is the highest stakes movie since like probably Civil War. Like where. You know, I guess, well, I guess the first Avengers 2 with the alien invasion, like, this was another invasion, and, like, us people, humans, like, we've been through, like, people, like, the Earth, people of Earth in the Marvel Cinematic Universe have been through a Shatari War, they've been through, like, seeing the news on Civil War, um, the Sokovia Accords, like, you know, you know, people in Earth have been going through a lot of stuff, like, and, you know, the thing is, you know, like, it, you know, it would have been so freaking epic if we would have had, like, the Netflix crossover. Even, like, for Easter, for a fanboy, just to see, like, Luke Cage looking up at the sky, but then that's all you see is just him looking up, or just some kind of interactions, you know, even though we know it's connected. Like, people, but it's like, like, you know, telling people to stay in their homes or yeah, something. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I honestly wouldn't have been mad at that. I would have been mad, like, damn, he should have been in the movie more. But just seeing him, that, like, everything is connected, I think it would have made it so much more epic, you know? Yeah, because to have any of them, you know, whether it's, like, Jessica or, you know, Danny. Even I'm warming up to Danny after yeah. Luke K season two. I'm warming up to him. Yeah. I won't say, I won't say, but I'm warming up. Yeah. But, you know. Of Jessica or Danny or Luke, any of them, or even have like um, uh, Rosario's character, you know, um, Claire Temple. Maybe they they call her into the the I don't know the hospital to help out nursing, even though she left or something. Just something, somewhere you see them like, oh snap! Like regular everyday people are also experiencing it. Yeah. I know, man, because that's, that's, that's the only thing that just bugs me out, even with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, because it was, like, sort of like a crossover, because Thanos was mentioned, but, 
it wasn't yeah, really them. yeah you know but it wasn't like really acknowledged because I, I don't I don't know for I, I think the TV people had no idea what the movie was gonna happen I think that's what was happening but they knew Thanos was gonna come to Earth but it was like nothing was you know pretty much hinted at that you know Graviton was dope though I just thought the way that they did Graviton incorporated with um yeah. with Talbot was pretty dope. You know, but other than that, though, I'm saying I digress. Let me go back to the movie, though. But um, and then seeing Captain America come back and join up with everybody else. And um, it's just it's just like action, action, action all the way, man. Yeah. It, and I guess, you you know, you can do that when you have 10 years of story. So it's like you don't have to sit down. And say, oh, well, this is who this character is. This is who that character is. Because we already know. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of just jump in and just experience their journey, you know, over the course of these, I don't know, the movie is, I, I guess, movie time. It would be the course of, like, I don't know, two days, two, three days, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, because they don't really tell you. But, you know, and movie time is always funny. But I'd assume that the... Infinity War goes on over the course of like two days, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that man, there is nothing. There's the only. I mean, hey, it, it's just so good. I mean, the only thing you could say is, man, oh man, I wish we could have had this too. Instead of saying like, oh, I hate this part, you're mm-hmm. like, man, if we could have had more, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's the only problem that you have with it is that I want more, not like. I wish they would take this out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know. There was like... Oh, man. Like, even getting down to... Like, when you hear the soundtrack for Wakanda, when it went to Wakanda, you hear the beat. Like, oh, man. I was just like, I had goosebumps when I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. You know? In my theater, people, uh, people started, uh, like, applauding and, like, cheering when they heard the, uh, the uh, Wakanda music. Yeah. Um... Also, uh, let me know what happened at the end of your at the end of your screen because at the end of mine, people were just silent. Yes, same thing here. Same thing here. Everybody was quiet. Nobody was cheering. Nobody was like reacting. Everybody's like, oh, you know. But then the the only time they reacted though is when the um the um Sam Jackson scene with the beeper. Everybody was like, who's that? Who's that? Who do you call? Who's that? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like regular like. Regular casual watcher doesn't know like the that's the Captain Marvel logo, so it was like, who's that? You know. But yeah, then especially since we've never heard of her like any of the movies. Yeah. Technically, like say even if you watched all the movies but didn't pay attention to like the movie news side, yeah. you'd still be like, who is that? Yep, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So they did a pretty good job of like keeping her secret. Um. So I'm just. I seen Ant Man, so now I'm just I'm really hoping that like Captain Marvel like just crushes because Captain Marvel, of course, is the last movie before um, before the next Infinity War. I mean, or the next Avengers movie. Yeah. So like, I'm just I I just hope like they crush it, and it's just you know whatever story they give me. Like I don't even I don't even care. Just like as long as it's dope, yeah. like I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, what was what was your reaction to the snap? Did you did you knew that was gonna happen, or you had no idea that would happen with the snap? Well, I was wondering how they were gonna play it. I was like, I don't know if they're gonna do the snap or not. I don't know if it'll have, you know, kind of the, I guess the same effect on screen. Yeah. But it, man, it was great. And speaking of that, before the snap, the the OP Thor. Cause see, we saw we saw Thor level up and get his manhood, you know what I'm saying, in yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. When Thor came back with the axe, though, yeah. it, it was, oh, and it's funny because when he showed up, even Banner was like, oh, y'all in trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he said, bring me Thanos, and he did that whole jump and then he used his power and rocket. And freaking Groot next to him side by side. I was like, oh, man. You know, like, that scene alone was, like, like too bad. Like, you know, I guess it wasn't called for it. But I think him doing that with, they would have had the um, Immigrant Song would have been hot. But I guess it wasn't appropriate for that movie. But I thought if they would have had the Immigrant Song with that, that would have been really good. Word, word. Yeah, man. Like, I, yo, I can't even, 
like there's when he shows up or or when he threw the axe and Thanos couldn't stop the axe with the power with the rings that he had that let you know Thanos is I mean that let you know Thor this ain't Thor one you know <laughs> like he a whole nother level yeah. you know what I'm saying this ain't this this ain't uh this ain't baby Thor no more <laughs> this is like God level Thor like you thought Thor was a god before nah man like this dude took it to another level mm-hmm. and I was dang I was just I was just in awe of everybody's performance and like the way it played out yeah. like Marvel's just making all the right moves mm-hmm. right now like uh, even even with Ant-Man which I really enjoyed um like they knew like okay after you know after Avengers we're gonna need something that you know is a little bit lighter yeah. you know what I'm saying something you know can not saying like a, a you know a movie that doesn't matter but mm-hmm. a movie that's like a little a little lighter a little you know a little less you know a little less crazy you know, yeah. something that people can, you know, sort of just giggle and laugh to. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was more, yeah, it was more like a filler movie, but, like, just uh, to be the, the end credits along with that, where everybody disappearing in the quantum realm, that was just, like, all oh, men. Like, it was like, it was like, people in my theater were, like, kind of like, well, what's going on? What happened now? You know, it was just like, you know, we're getting, like, you know, deep cuts after another, you know. First we lost everybody yeah. in, in the Snapshot at Avengers, Infinity War, and then now this? Like, sure. what's going to happen? Like, it was just, like, a great cliffhanger, you know? Yeah, because now, you know, either A, he, he meaning Ant-Man, could, you know, I guess, technically attack from the quantum realm, yeah. possibly, yeah. or... Being in the quantum realm could end up juicing him up just like it's juiced everybody else up. Yeah. So, you know, who knows where this can lead? Mm-hmm. But yeah. once again, you know, just, I'm ready. Like, I'm just, I'm so ready. Because Marvel is, Marvel has, Marvel has done a great job on screen. There's been a, there's only been a few movies where I'm like, I don't really care about this one or like, you know, I don't need to watch that one. For most of the films that they've dropped, you know, I can watch again. Yeah. And it's just like, like right now I'm watching Guardians 2. Yeah. So, I mean, even, you know, even now I can like check out Guardians 2 and just run it through and just maybe pick up stuff that I didn't notice. And, you know, of course, Infinity War, because since I have a newborn, my wife hasn't seen it. So once that comes out, I'll be able to see it, you know, watch it with her and experience it through her eyes because she's seen, I don't think she's seen everyone, but she's seen most of them. Yeah. Like, um, even, like, with Infinity War, people were asking me, do I have to see all, like, I don't know, 19 movies, 18, 19, whatever, however many it is. Yeah. I was like, nah, you can probably get away with seeing, like, half of them. Like, yeah. You can get away by seeing, like, eight or nine movies and still understand what's going on yeah really you think so you don't think they need to see every single movie um well i mean it would add to your enjoyment but if you just want to get by i think you could get by with nine i think i ended up saying uh i think i ended up saying iron man one and two thor one and two Avengers 1 and 2, uh, Civil War, and Black Panther, and Guardians, uh, Guardians 1 and 2. So, sorry, 10. So, so yeah, 10. Now, of course, you, you know, you do miss some stuff, but you'll know the basics, you know, of what's going on if you watch those 10 movies. Yeah, I know, but, like, not seeing the Captain America and not knowing that Red Skull is in space, I thought, like, if I think you got to see Captain America just for that Red Skull little cameo. You're like, oh, so that's where you went, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, like, you know, like I said, you won't know everything, but you can get by. Yeah. You know, like, like, because the Red Skull was, like, an extra special piece you know, for all of us, but like, say, if you didn't see the first Captain America, yeah. you should be like, "Oh, that's a dope character." You just wouldn't know 
the full, you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't have the full, I guess, effect, but you could kind of, you'd know who the people were. Yeah. Besides, like, you know, Red Skull. Like, you'd know, what I mean by people, I mean, like, the, the heroes. Like, yeah. you know, uh, the Guardians, you know, Thor, you know, Loki, you know, Black uh, uh, Panther, uh, Okoye, you know, like, Cap, Iron Man, you know. So, you can get away with 10. Yeah. I prefer watching them all because I've seen them all and then you just have, you know, like extra knowledge. Yeah. But uh, somebody was trying to like catch up real quick uh, because they had only thing. I want to say they had only seen like Winter Soldier and like Thor 2 or something like that. So I was like, I right, look, I was like, since I hadn't seen it, I was like, OK, you can probably get away with watching, you know, like say nine or 10. And I like laid those out because they were trying to like do a quick binge like the week before the movie came out and which I don't well I guess I can say I do sort of recommend there's nothing like a good binge before a new movie comes out but it's also there's a lot of like time constraints where you're trying to like rush through instead of like enjoying the film yeah yeah I see that like I think I'm myself and like a couple other people I know are like not even a lot of people like are the ones I know that have seen every single Marvel movie like I could like probably count people in my hands that have seen every single Marvel movie you know like do you like you know of course Alexis and the people that you know are after Buzz all seen the Marvel movies but like regular people like your Joe Schmoes you say your um your wife hasn't seen every single movie right every single Marvel movie right a lot of people you know haven't like, she's seen, I think she's seen Iron Man 1 and 2. I know she's seen Thor and Captain America. Uh-huh. She's seen Winter Soldier. She's seen Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Guardians 1 and 2, because she likes those. So that's what, 8? I think that's all she's seen. Oh, wow. So she's seen, eight. oh, no, she's seen Civil War, so that's 9. Oh, yeah. Um, but still, that's like, you know, that's kind of like half of them instead of like every single one. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, Ant-Man isn't everybody's speed. Even though I think Ant-Man, Ant-Man is a nice film to watch that doesn't, if you want to see something that's, like, fun, there's no, like, crazy, you know, like, life-altering states, you know, and it's just, like, something enjoyable. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. And I I think that's sort of cool because, like, like, not every movie should be world disaster, you know? Like, it's a standalone story, a heist story, you know? I think I think a, a lot of movies like that are kind of missing now with the Marvel movie, especially because everything is, like, high stakes. Even Captain America was high stakes with Civil War, and um, Iron Man 3 was high stakes. You know, there's a lot of, like, high stakes movie, but, like, I get it, you know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I, I, you know, I understand it because... You know, but you expect everybody to be in everybody's movie. Like, hey, we're, you know, where's the backup? Where's Captain America? Where's this person? Where's this person at? But it's like, so the established universe is cool, but it's like, you know, you, it's like you got to top yourself. Like, when the next Avengers come out and, and Thanos, like, you got to top, you got to keep going ahead. Like, I would say you get Kang or you get Galactus, you get the next big thing after Thanos is run, you know? Like, you got to, like, keep going on top, you gotta top it after, you know, you gotta keep topping your characters. Well, if this, once this whole board meeting goes through with the Fox thing, what's gonna happen with the Fox characters, um, a way to top that, or maybe to, you might not have to top it, but a way to, like, do something that's just as intriguing Mm -hmm. is Secret Invasion. Yeah. You know, like, because then you'll have a whole phase or whatever of, you know, who's who, who can we trust? People getting, you know, people getting killed and not knowing, you know, and just, like, basically everybody's back to the wall because they can't trust their eyes anymore. Yeah. Um, so you could do something like that. Or, you know, Secret Wars, you could do something like that. But there's just, like, so much. Like, if, if the Fox characters come in, that really opens up, like, so much like the Fantastic Four with the X-Men and all of their characters because you do have, you know, you can go more cosmic because you got like Star Jammers and Phoenix and all that and not the Phoenix that we've seen on the Fox side but yeah. I'd assume that when Marvel has it a more realized Phoenix that actually 
takes time to kind of uh, build up, I guess you could say. Yeah. I know with the whole Fox deal, speaking of that, you know, that's part of Marvel now, If it might be, you know, um, we get the X-Men, Deadpool, um, Fantastic Four, um... You think they'll leave Deadpool alone and just like incorporate that, or you think they'll add Deadpool to the fold? Like, what do you think would happen if they get the whole merger? Um, I think Deadpool could still work and just put them under the uh, Touchstone Pictures. Yeah. So then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like a Disney, you know, like even though Disney owns Touchstone, like they they'd be like, oh well, it's Touchstone Pictures, so it's able to be rated R, yeah. you know. So it's like this is my this is our more, you know, adult, you know, brand or whatever. Um, and then I'd like to see, you know, just like we went into space, I'd like to see some more supernatural stuff. Uh, I'd like to see Namor, some Doom, you know what I'm saying, some, some other villains that are, you know, some other villains that are just as maniacal, but maybe not world-ending, but more, like, soul-crushing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, turning people against each other, manipulating people, stuff like that. Yeah, um, could, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's there's the possibilities are endless. If this goes through. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to, like, Namor and Doom. Like, those two dudes is... You can't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts of the James Gunn situation? Because that's just freaking crazy, man. Uh, man, there's, there's a lot. All right, so... I guess, well, I guess the people that are listening... Know sort of know what's going on with James Gunn, so I'll just start from. All right, Disney. I assume. I mean, to a certain degree, Disney. I guess made the best decision they could for their business. Mm-hmm. But James Gunn, this is something that you know he did back, uh, say, like ten years eight, ago, nine years ago, yeah, um, or ten years ago, yeah. Um, and he had already apologized for these things, mm-hmm. and I know people are like outraged about it now but the reason that I kind of like look side eye at the people that are outraged is because they forgot that 9 to 10 years ago is when everybody wanted comedians to be offensive for the sake of being offensive mm-hmm. to be shocking for the sake of being shocking it's the same reason that I'm not a big fan of like family guy and like stuff like that because it's basically just like oh, I'm gonna just be offensive well, why? Is there a point to this joke? No, nope. I'm going to just be offensive. And it's funny because it's offensive. It's like, no. Like, comedy is funny because you make a specific point about society or relationships or, you know, jobs or whatever it is. And it's silly. It might be offensive. It might be, you know, schlocky. But it makes a specific point And then it ends up being silly, funny, and deep at the same time. That's our best comedy. But then you have kind of like just the, just the shocking for the sake of being shocking. So, you know, of course, 10 years ago, you know, all comedians were doing it. I thought it was corny. I'm glad we're not there anymore as comedy mm-hmm. is concerned. But everybody was doing that mess. Mm-hmm. I didn't think any of those jokes were funny. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not surprised that he was doing that. But at the same time, it is very troubling that someone has that much to say about rape, pedophilia, and all that stuff, it's, it's it does make you look side eye. Like, say if you had, say if one of your friends, every time they had a joke, you, or you opened up their, like, book of jokes or something, and it was a whole bunch of stuff about pedophile. Yeah. You'd be like, like, bruh, like, <laughs> what's up with you, son? You yeah. like, so it's like, you have that situation where it's like, yo, what yeah. is up with this dude? I know. Because... You, there's got to be something there and not saying that he's out perpetrating these acts but there's got to be something there when rape and pedophilia is on your mind that much yeah. like this, this stuff don't cross my mind and I'm sure tons of other people's minds at all unless there's like a you know a, a case or a movie or something that hasn't involved but nobody's like walking around like yo you know what would be funny rape like yeah. no like nobody nobody's doing that yeah. so you have to take that into account but he also apologized and put this to bed like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. So what I would have probably liked, and people might not be happy with this, 
But what I would have liked is for instead of Disney just firing him, coming out and being like, yes, we were aware of this. The only reason we hired him is that not only did he apologize, but he demonstrated to us that this is not the person he is anymore. And then close the door on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just be like, that's our decision. He stays on. Because now at the same time, that leaves the door open for them to, if we find out that this dude is still like making jokes and stuff like that, like say if next week he's like, here's a pedophile joke, everybody, then they can fire him. But yeah. honestly, from what they have now, it's like, he did this. He's acknowledged that it was stupid. He said that it was he was sorry. And he has moved on. With that knowledge, we will allow him to stay here because he has demonstrated that he is a different person. I mean, because if you will, if we want to go into anyone's closet, I mean, I'm not the same person I was in, let's see, nine years. So, say, 2008, Michael, is not the same as me now. Or anyone else that's listening to this or watching this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're not the same as you were 10 years ago. You probably did some stuff 10 years ago that you were like, man, that was messed up. Oh, man, that was stupid. Oh, why did I do that? You know what I'm saying? So I do leave that open. Um, so there's a couple of things, a couple of ways. That, and my last will probably be like, Hollywood be tripping. Because yeah. Hollywood want to jump on James Gunn, which is cool. I don't mind you jumping on James Gunn and being like, he should be fired or whatever. That's cool. My thing, if you're doing that, is let's just be fair. And whenever this happens, get rid of people or leave them gone. And not yeah. doing this to a whataboutism, because mm-hmm. people might be like, oh, this is whataboutism. No. Whataboutism is when you bring something else to try to diminish or make people forget about the original issue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, fire James Gunn. But then also remember, the next time this comes up, you got to fire them and them and that person or whatever and continue to fire or fire people that you already got, because... 10 years is 10 years is a grip of time man yeah. for real yeah that's what like, two, 2008 when that happened like when that happened so like you're talking about like a, a pretty good amount of time where hmm. I'm not sure as long I mean it seems that people that know him that have been tweeted it seems like he's not that kind of dude anymore yeah. you know what I'm saying so yeah. that's not him anymore should he pay for it still if he's already apologized and moved forward yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. like if he did apologize then I'd be like yeah they need to get rid of him but he's apologized and mm-hmm. moved on like yeah. this is yeah. kind of uh, it shouldn't be an issue anymore yeah well um, um, let me ask you a question but, um, it's not the same situation but for example Hulk Hogan he was like banned from wrestling for like three years because he was using a lot of n-words and you know it's talking derogatory about African-Americans and now he's like sort of kind of forgiven and it's back in WWE in some sort of way you know like he apologized to the wrestlers in the back and he made amends and this happened what three years ago and you know they took the, the Hall of Fame away from him and then now he's back in the Hall of Fame and you know what James Gunn did was 10 years old and what Hulk Hogan did was three years old and it's trying to in a way it's trying to say like what you know, you're condemned for the rest of your life. Nobody could change. You know, so um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Hulk Hogan story, but um, do you think um, somebody saying the N word and talking crap is forgivable as well as opposed to what James Gunn did, or do you look at it as the well, same? There's there's a slight difference in this because, like Hulk Hogan wasn't telling jokes, yeah, or what he believed to be jokes. Yeah. Now, of course, what James Gunn was doing was just horrible and poor taste and despicable. Yeah. But he was, at the time, trying to be a comedian, trying to be funny. Hulk Hogan was not trying to be funny. He yeah. meant that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mel Gibson was not trying to be funny. He meant that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, with that said, it's not only was he not joking, he was serious about what he was saying. Mm-hmm. He never really apologized for it either. He just laid low and let it blow over. So now you're dealing with someone who wasn't joking around. You're dealing with someone who was serious about what he was saying about the racial epithets he was using. And on top of that, he never really apologized. He just kind of let it blow over. Um, So in that case, I'd be like, nah, I think it's a bad look for the WWE to bring him back. And it makes me kind of wonder... 
if their ratings are really all good to try to bring him back because like that they try mad hard to bring him back it you know in a situation where it's like you know people gonna be upset but i guess they're also leaning on the side of like general nostalgia to kind of like blow that over maybe Mm -hmm. um i think one i don't like people using that word period um especially when it comes from white people and i know people would be like oh well you're you're being unfair well it's it's different when the relationship is different like for instance if i called your dad dad you'd be like why are you calling him dad he's not your dad that's not the relationship you have so white people's relationship to that word is much different than black people's relationship to that word now i don't like the word coming from either side but it is much different when coming from a white person mm-hmm. now that said like I, back to the whole nostalgia thing that's the only thing i can guess is that maybe ratings are hurting or they need a bump or something and they're hoping that the i guess the whole ratings or the nostalgia push will kind of make people forget about that mm-hmm. um i think it is I feel like it's kind of a slap in the face to all of the uh, black people in the WWE without him giving some kind of, well, I guess even if he did give it a statement, it would be BS. It would be something from his publicist. So I guess a statement wouldn't matter. But um, it it's not a good look to mm. bring him back. And then also on the other side, say, oh, well, we want to have, uh, women take a larger role or, ta- or have black people take a larger role or have gay people take a larger role like it's tough to do that and then bring back someone who's like really racist yeah and not like somebody made it up like he said it yeah. <laughs> someone came around and was like hey Hulk Hogan's racist he's like no I'm not it's like no you showed us you were racist yeah. So, and, yeah. What's your thoughts on Mel Gibson? You're, you know, you know, he's sort of like in the limelight again. I guess I don't. I'm not sure. Like some of his movies are like straight to DVDs, and he had some movies that were out. You know, Expendables was like he was in Expendables, but like he's sort of like forgiven because of what he did and whatnot, right? It, I don't know if I'd say he's forgiven, but people have kind of like let it go. Yeah. It's like when it's not like they're not like hey. Hey, Mel Gibson, come over here for a hug. But they're like, you know what? You know, you kind of lay low. You didn't really say nothing. You know, we ain't heard nothing since, so we'll tolerate you. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since he's been in a blockbuster. I mean, he did the Daddy's Home joint, but, yeah. you know, that's pretty much it. I know. And it's a shame because I do think he's talented, I think, um, in front and behind the camera. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are talented in front and behind the camera and like Jewish people and like black people. <laughs> so he's, he's like, he's not the only dude. You know, we, we'll be all right without him. So yeah. he, um, and not to say that he should be like broke or whatever forever or like not, you know, not be able to have a job because I do understand that people do need to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People need, you know, food, socks, drawers, a roof above their head. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you have to be in the industry that you were in either. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I'm feeling about him. I think, you know, like James Gunn, I think could have been a situation where they were like, yo, um, we see we see what you you guys are talking about. You understand it's a problem, but he's handled this back in, I don't know, whenever he handled it yeah. in 2014 or something. Whenever, whenever he apologized, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. He's like, you know, apologize for it. And since then, we have seen that he is a different person, which is why we hired him for Guardians in the first place. Yeah. Um, if you know, if this proves to be untrue, at that time we will deal with those new matters. But for right now, James Gunn has proven to us that he is a different person. Yeah. So we are, you know, this issue is considered handled or whatever. Yeah. Because I, if that's the case, yeah. Disney ain't got the best past. So it's like, well, how far back are we gonna go? Yeah. Disney got a whole bunch of anti-Semitic, anti-black, and you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. anti-everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Disney got their past too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how far back are we going to go? Or are we only going to go back on people when it's convenient for our point to be made? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So see that as well. So it's like, it's 
it's complicated, but I don't. I do feel that James Gunn was an unfortunate product of all of those people that tried to be funny just by being shocking, nasty, and you know, pretty much just offensive for just for the sake of. And I also think that you know, of course, due to his, you know, his uh, takes on Trump is what brought this on. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of stuff in this. Do I think he should have been fired? Nah, not exactly. Not when Roman Polanski is getting standing ovations and ain't nobody apologized for that. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, you know what I'm saying? It's it's Hollywood. So like Hollywood be BSing sometimes. Yeah. So. Especially so like, with a Woody, like Woody Allen too and stuff, you know? Hey, don't get me started on them cats, you know? <laughs> like, all them cats need to bounce. Just like Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino said the girl wanted it. Yeah. Like, talking about the uh, chick with Roman Polanski. Yeah. She was unpaid. You know what? There's a lot of kids that want stuff, and we don't let them have it. Why? Because we're adults, and we have wisdom. Yeah. So, even if she wanted it, it was his place as an adult to not give it to her. Yeah. To tell her that this is not this is not for you. This is not a place for you. This is for adults. You need to stay in a child's place because at this time you are a child. Yeah. But because he is a pedophile, if and this is just following the logic of Quentin Tarantino. I don't think she wanted it. I think do raped her, like they say. But anyway, yeah. it's been it's been reported, it's been like they they've already handled this in court. This is why the dude had to flee the country. But anyway, <laughs> let's say she, even if she wanted it, he as an adult was supposed to explain to her why she shouldn't have it, why she cannot have it, because she is a child. And at this time, these are the decisions she's supposed to be making, especially with a grown man. Mm-hmm. But because he's a pedophile is why, quote, if she wanted it, he gave it to her. So that like that's why Quentin Tarantino, I'm like, you think. You think we can't have anyone else that's talented that kind of like takes sort of like bites, quote, homages and rips of like old cinema? Yeah, of course we do. And guess what? There's probably some of them out there that don't uh, don't defend pedophilia. So yeah. I'm not. He can go too. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man! But yeah, so it's like that's why be, Hollywood be BSing sometimes. So I'm like, yeah, y'all just. Y'all just want to be, like, feel good and want to pat yourself on the back. But it's like, y'all ain't solve no problem. Like, firing James Gunn doesn't solve a problem in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, firing Harvey, Harvey Weinstein is like trying to put a Band-Aid on a grenade wound. It's Ooh. like, oh, we got one guy. Woohoo! Let's all pat ourselves on the back for like the next year or so at every single <laughs> at every single award ceremony because we got one guy out of there. It's like, no, you know, it's basically a whole system and network of men and women that are either A, perpetrating this stuff or keeping it quiet or whatever. And you got rid of one dude, like y'all supposed to be like, you know, some kind of savior. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. It, it's crazy. Like you know, I, I like you know me thinking selfishly. Um, what's gonna happen to the cosmic universe? You know, like because he's James Gunn is supposed to oversee it. But I don't know. Like it's it, like this should happen ten years ago, dude. It happened ten years ago. Are you telling me that Disney had no idea that this like like he said this stuff and apologized? Like they found out about it from what is it? Some blogger dude that posted it. Like, they had no idea about this. Like, everybody got skeletons in their closet. Robert Downey Jr. paid his debt to society. Should he be condemned because of what he did to himself? And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has skeletons in their closet. You know? Everybody does. You know? Yeah. Now, at the same time, since James Gunn has done what he's done, like, as far as, like, for the, the Cosmic Galaxy uh, in, um, in Marvel, I mean, Taika Waititi did... A pretty good job. Yeah. He held it down. So, I mean, it's, and I mean, I know this sounds bad, but he, like James Gunn ain't the only dude that could do this. Yeah. I mean, now, he has a great handle on Guardian. I like both of them. I like one and two. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to like father son stories 
And I really like number two. They tried to get a cheer out of a brother, but I was like, nope, I ain't going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, he ain't the only one that can do something in the cosmos. Yeah. And then the cosmos don't always have to look the same. Yeah. You know, every part of the galaxy doesn't have to look like, you know, if we want to make the jump to Star Wars, you know, you have the outer rim. Yeah. It looks a certain way. You got the inner rim. I mean, not the inner rim. You have the, um, the core planets. Where, you know, it's like, you know, everybody got money, you got Coruscant, everybody rich and stuff, riding around like it's New York. But then you got, you know, you got the Outer Rim that's like dusty and dirty and yeah. people scrambling for cash and living under them, uh, like Jabba and stuff. So, I mean, you yeah. got, you know, you got different parts of the, you know, different sectors of the galaxy where they don't all have to look like Guardian. So, they'll be all right as far as going forward. I just think it's kind of a raw deal for something that, for something that he's already apologized and like kind of like turned away from. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't give. It's not like he gave us lip service. Like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. And then like next month is back to pedophile joke. Mm-hmm. Like, dude was like, I'm sorry, and you never saw any stuff like that again. Yeah. So, you know, this is something at least from from the outside looking in. Seems like yo, dude was genuinely sorry, and he's like, yo, I'm out, I'm out of that. I'm not doing that no more. Yeah. So it's, I think it's kind of a raw deal, but that's why you got to be like, man, careful for you press that send button, yo. <laughs> you can't yeah, that's be true. careful. That's true, man. Because um, <laughs> it's like people will, unfortunately, people will use something against you from like, like, uh, like I'm 35. Mm-hmm. Somebody, will, somebody will be like, oh, well, Michael said this when he was 19. Yeah, yeah. I was 19. Yeah. Like, my perspective on the world was so much smaller or like you know so different or I was dumb or whatever you know what I'm saying like you know when you're 19 you think you know everything and you don't know nothing Yeah. but then like they want to hold you know like 35 year old me to 19 year old standards and Mm -hmm. it's like well that that doesn't even make any sense yeah yeah Um, to take this back to uh, Avengers I know we went on a tangent there talking about that but um what you call I was gonna to 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 because we're cutting down close. Um, overall, Avengers: Infinity War. Do you consider that to be the best um, Marvel movie so far of of all the Marvel movies? Or yeah. you know what? It's up there. Um, but top three? Maybe you look. I don't know because I got I. Yeah, Civil War, Winter Soldier, Black Panther. Um, in no specific order, but you got Infinity War too. The only thing is, Infinity War doesn't really exist without the groundwork laid by all the other movies. But Infinity War, is so like it's so tight. I don't. I mean, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I've seen it twice. I don't think there's any scenes where I'm like, this is a dumb scene, why do we have this? Like, it's, it's, it's just tight, man. And the same with, like, Winter Soldier or, like, Black Panther. Like, there's very few parts where I'm like, oh, you can trim that off, you don't need that. Yeah. Like, everything in that movie, Infinity War, is just like, everything in there is necessary. And it pays off everything. There's no, like, drop threads or something. It's, it's just a solid movie. Yeah. And, dang, I... Definitely top five. I don't know where I'd put it. If I was to rank, that's tough. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably have to say Black Panther might be either my number one or number two. I mean, concerning its cultural significance. Okay. Um, and I know this is where you know my bias comes in, but even on a factual level, there's no other movie in there's no other movie in the Marvel Galaxy or Marvel Cinematic Universe that has the cultural relevance that Black Panther has. They're yeah. all dope. They're fun to watch. They're cool. But like like Wonder Woman has a cultural significance to it. Yeah. Because women have never been displayed on screen like that. There's been some on TV, but still not with that high a budget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, because I would always, and this is random, but I will always give a big shout out to the show Nikita on CW where women were like, we need more women on screen. Like, 
strong, powerful. I'm like, yo, Nikita got like five women characters on that joint, and y'all ain't watching it. Man. Like, you got women that are good guys, women that are like straddling the fence. You got women that are bad guys, super evil. Like, show was like Nikita was dope, and like nobody watched it. So it's like you. There's been shows where you know women were kind of like in the lead and holding yeah. it down, but the cultural significance of that much money put into a movie for women headed by a woman it's directed by a woman the lead character's a woman like this the cultural significance is just so high yeah and then to have something like black panther where it's very very similar uh where you show black people and not only black people that are like completely light-skinned but black black people of all shades and even darker skinned black people and it's just accepted as normal in Wakanda. It's it's a huge deal. Yeah. So I have to say, Wakanda would be either one or two. Um, let's see. Now I went through and watched them all again. <sighs> Dang, I want to do a top five in no particular order. It'd probably be like Black Panther, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Civil War, um, something like. Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of one. Maybe like the first Iron Man. Something like that. No, oh, okay. Yeah, man. This is a tough one. I think I have to see Infinity War a few more times, but I know I really, really like it a lot. You know? Yeah, it's, there's, it's, it's a silent film. Yeah. Um, um, Mike, man, um, this was awesome episode, man. Um, I want, before I let you go, um, you know, speaking of like everything that happened with James Gunn and you, let me ask you a question: What would the Michael of today tell the Michael of yesterday? Uh, I would. I've actually answered this a couple of times, so I know exactly what to say. Okay. Um, and hopefully, you know, people can tell themselves this on a daily, daily or day to day basis. But the thing that I would have told myself, uh, say five, ten, fifteen years ago. Um, is you are enough. Never never let somebody think that you're not worthy of the hard work that you put in for something. Mm-hmm. You know, never let people make you think that you're not valuable. You know, because a lot of times we sit around trying to please other people and we don't think that we're worthy of the love that we give out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'd say is you are enough. You are definitely enough. Um, so don't ever shortchange yourself or think that you're not valuable or whatever. You're definitely worth, you know, the love and the the attention and the and the time and the consideration that you give to other people as well. Awesome, that's awesome, awesome statement there, Mike, man. And um, I appreciate you coming on the Atomic Podcast again, man. And um, yeah, just just thank you for always being a friend. And I know we were supposed to talk before, and you know playing phone tag and um definitely glad you're on the show and congratulations on all your success and all your reviews on shows and movies man and you're definitely blowing up on a verbal scale no pun intended yo man thanks for having me on i've been i've been a fan of yours for a minute especially all like because a lot of your interviews kept me into kind of like what was going on on either like the wwe or some of, like, the fighting news that I didn't, like, always follow or know about. Ah. Oh, I appreciate so, like, that. All of the, all the WWE interviews, all of the, like, the, um, all of the, like, indie wrestling interviews give me a lot of insight to, like, what was still going on, what was still popping, and stuff like that. So, thank you for, like, putting that out so I can, like, always catch up real quick and be like, oh, this is a cool interview. Let me check this out. Mm. So, uh, and also the fact that I like your the way you always relate to like people when you're you know interviewing. It's just like it's real instead of something that's very. It's not all super corporate. It's like laid back and you know very relatable. Yeah, you know, like I, 
like you know I always say like I'm 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 Oprah without the tears, man. Like you know I talk I talk to people like. You know, like, the way I talk to friends on, like, on a regular basis. Like, you know, some friends will go, how are you doing this evening? You know, like, you know, we talk regular, you know? We curse a little bit, you know? We say, what's up, my nigga? You know, what's up? You chilling? You chilling? You know, like... Without the tears, boy. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I... I I, you know, I talk the way I talk normally. You know what I'm saying? There's a way to talk with people when you're dealing with someone who's like a supervisor or a manager or somebody of authority. You know, you don't talk that way with that person. But if you're talking to the people, you're talking to your friends, you talk the way you want to talk. You know, like you don't have to hide. There's no filter with that. So that's how I always keep it. You know, you keep it real, keep it 100 and keep it funky like a monkey, like Dusty Worlds used to say. <laughs> Word up, word up. <laughs> uh, man, man. <laughs> I guess um, before I bounce, I guess I'll hit everybody up. Let y'all know where y'all can find me. Uh, nerd Soul, one word, N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L, at that Nerd Soul, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit me up. Hit me with, with a thumbs up on the iTunes podcast. Rate me five stars. Or rate me one star, but trust me, I'm going to be keeping my eye on you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know check me out tweet me or whatever let's talk about movies you know politics whatever um, because I'm definitely down for that uh, first of all, thank you Mike so much for coming on and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices have a good one folks Thank you for listening to this edition of the Atomic Podcast. Did you know the Atomic Podcast is available on most major streaming platforms? Check it out today on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Also, check out the Atomic Podcast on Twitter at DA Atomic Podcast.